0: Sucking on my titties like you wanna be calling me all the time like blondie Check out my Chrissy behind it's fine, all over the time Like sex on the beaches What else is in the teachers of peaches, huh? What? Fuck
1: the pain away Fuck 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 the pain away
2: I like the house too cold,
1: I like to keep it hot,
2: I don't care much for cooking, I like to eat a lot, scares me when she's driving, and that always causes a bite, I like to fuck in the morning, and I like to fuck at night. Sometimes it drives me crazy All those things you do You're a big, fat gentile And you're a dirty Jew <laughs> Sometimes you are
1: wrong
2: Sometimes you're not right well, I like to in the morning
1: And I suck dick at night
2: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Perfect Ten Podcast And now your host hey everybody and welcome to the perfect 10 show this is danny lobel talking to you i'm the show's producer this week ralphie and lana took the week off but don't worry you guys still get a great interview that lana did with janet williams the tennessee tramp the interview is really quite something and i don't know what to say about it except here take a listen and enjoy Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this week's segment of Cocktails, tales of ancient sex told by those most experienced, the elderly. So gather around, sit back, relax, and prepare to be amazed by cocktails.
1: Janet, I have known you for so many years, and your act, you're the Tennessee Tramp. And you talk about sex, and you talk about sex toys, and you're very, like, over the top, which is awesome. I love you to death. But you and I have never talked personal sex. No, I haven't. You don't share your personal stories very often, do you? I seldom share my personal stories. Seldom.
0: But I'm getting more now, Lana, where I do share more personal stories. Um and if I don't have really a good story, I'll make something up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Are, so are we going to get the real sex stories out of Janet Williams? Or are they ever
0: really going to know the <laughs> real <laughs> no. about Janet Williams? We'll Probably the not. not.
1: Well, so what is some sort of like, I mean, everybody always wants to look at someone who's over 60 and think, oh, there's some sort of like dainty flower. But let's be honest, you've done some things in your past, you've been married, you've I've been married lots of times. Yeah, right? So you've been fucked and bent over. Yes. Yeah, it doesn't matter that you're
0: over 60. No.
1: All right. What's
0: some of the craziest sex stories from you? Well, I'll tell you what. This is a pretty crazy sex story. And, you know, I never really thought about it being crazy. And I was driving down the highway with a friend of mine, and we passed this Days Inn. This is in Chattanooga. And I started laughing. And she goes, what is so funny? Every time we pass this Days (laughs) Inn, you start laughing. And I said, well, my last ex-husband... Uh, he wanted to always do kinky stuff, and we'd gone through a divorce. He canceled my health insurance. He was 13 years younger than me, and I hated him. So I told him, I said, let's meet at the day's end, and we'll do something kinky. He's this like, is okay, after the divorce? This is after the divorce. Oh, wow. Okay. But I still had a great deal of hostility because he had canceled my insurance. And like I said, he was 13 years younger than me. He didn't need insurance. I did. Okay, so I tell him I'm going to meet him at the day's Inn, and um, – so I said, hey, we're going to have a good time. We're going to tie each other up. He goes, oh, that sounds wild. He goes, I'm going to tie you up first. And I knew I had to play it really cool. And I go, it was really my idea. I think I should start first. But if that's a big deal to you, because I've already got this worked out in my mind, how I want this to go down.
1: Had you ever tied him up before? No. Okay.
0: Okay. And how stupid was he? Okay. <laughs> you know. Okay. So I go, um, that's fine if you want to go first, because I couldn't be overzealot. So he goes, no, you can go first. And I mean, I tied him up. And then I went to the door and I go, now, motherfucker, who needs health insurance? And I turned and walked out. <gasps> so my buddy goes, well, what happened to him? I said, hell, he may still be tied up. I don't know. <laughs> but I just walked out and left him. And it was such a cleansing feeling.
1: That's so funny. So why did he think it was okay to hook up with you after you have gone through the whole process of divorce? And hey, that's not uncommon. Really? You know,
0: if the sex was good. You know, laying down, we had everything in common. It's when we raised up that it went down the shitter, okay? (laughs) So we knew the sex was good, you know, and then he trusted me because I'd never messed over him before. It was such a cleansing feeling to tie that bastard up and walk away. And walk out. Yeah.
1: So, you really did you ever talk to him again after that? No, we we had no conversation. Ever like again. I say, so, it could still be tied up. So, every time
0: you go past there, you just. <laughs> I have to just giggle thinking, you know, seeing that second floor. So, you've room. never
1: seen him even. Chattanooga's not that big of a town.
0: Chattanooga's not that big of a town, and two of my ex husbands live there, and I've never run into him.
1: Oh, how perfect is that? Yeah. So, wait, the sex was great with him. How how did you guys meet? Like, how did that go down? Oh,
0: this is great. Uh, if anybody's from Chattanooga, we had a club there uh, known as. Um, I'll think of the name in a minute. It's not the most redneck club in Tennessee. It's the most redneck club in the world. Oh, wow. Okay. And so my buddy Susan and I, we were out partying. And so he comes in and he asked me to dance. So then he goes, hey, do you want to go home with me? And I go, "Um, no, because, you know, you're cute and you seem... You seem nice, but so did Ted Bundy, you know, and I just can't take the chance. So my girlfriend, she wasn't getting any action, and she goes, I'm out of here. So we walked to the car, and I thought, you know, that guy seems like a lot of fun. I said, Susan, I'm going to go back. I'll get this guy to take me home. Okay, so I go back in. uh, We party the night away, and I live downtown. So he goes back to my apartment, and this is the women should think about this. You need to think about everything that you say when you're dating someone, because when you marry them, it will come back to haunt you. Because I said to him the next morning, because I was in law school So at you the did time. sleep with him that night? Yeah, I slept with him oh. that night. Okay. Um, I said to him, I, I was in law school and home on weekends, and I said, um, you know, I'd like for you to just come by and service me on a regular basis. That statement haunted me until the day we went our separate ways. Why? It was like, you know, you just want me to service you, you know, just nitpicking, you know, like, is this what you do with other men? What does it really matter? You know, I did it with you. You married me. We were married six years. It was. So it
1: bothered him that you slept with him on the first night, which is what he wanted in the first place. Right.
0: And the f- not so much that I slept with him on the first night, but just ask him to service, service you. but yeah.
1: <laughs> she did. Yeah. Very well. So enough th- for me to marry him. Yeah.
0: And then, <laughs> um, actually when we divorced, um, it was, it was strange. He would say all the time, I don't know how you can have so much education and make so little money. And I would say, I don't know how you can have a high school diploma and make six figures. You know, it all works out. So when I decided to leave him, he said, you don't make enough money. And I go, I will live in a lean-to in the woods and eat at the Mission but in 6 weeks if you haven't quit drinking I'm out of here. So he actually chose Budweiser over me. And I think it would have been better had he chosen another woman over me, not a can of beer Cause he and my friend said, "You know he's an alcoholic." And I go, "No, he just likes to drink beer." Turns out by the 50 gallon drum. So oh, unless sure you're he's drunk an alcoholic. Too, totally an alcoholic. And unless you're drinking and partying too, it's not fun living with somebody and and you know, you're not on the same page.
1: Yeah. That's hard, but
0: then later on, he came out to see me at the comedy catch after i'd been doing comedy, Oh, for so a you one. did see
1: him again, oh
0: yeah, oh, uh, yeah, after the divorce, yes, but was that m- after
1: you tied him up or before no it's before,
0: <laughs> 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 and um he waited for me in the parking lot, he was shit faced and he goes. I always knew you were going to be rich and famous, and I said, oh, when you were calling me bitch, I didn't know you meant rich and famous. We just had a failure to communicate. When I'm rich and famous, I'd it, still
1: prefer you only service me than yeah, talk to me. service me.
0: me. We should have yeah. left it at that.
1: So, was he your best sex partner? Mm, yes. Yeah?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, um, I met him at the height of my sexuality, which is usually around 40 for a female. Oh really? I was so 40. I'm about. To, <laughs> I
1: don't want to advertise my age.
0: <laughs> so I was forty, and he was twenty-seven.
1: Wow. Yeah,
0: and my friends were not concerned about the age difference. He had a child by a previous marriage, and I was the best stepmother on the face of the earth. And I'm still in touch with his daughter, who just uh, is giving birth to a baby this month, and still in touch with his ex-wife. Oh, we we really we really liked each other. All the
1: women in his life, yeah, connect.
0: They always turn out to be good women.
1: Well, you know, I mean, it's it's something to be said. He ha- maybe the relationship would have survived if he wasn't an alcoholic. I mean, that's a hard thing to for it's all a hard the thing all to do. All, to all the people who love somebody who's who are dealing with that type of issue can band together and wish the best for that person and not be able to do anything for them. Right, right. And it's you your know, own s- <laughs> it's your own special Al Anon group. <laughs>
0: Hey, we actually went to AA one night, and I thought, oh, my gosh, he's relating to all this. We left, and he goes, those people have an issue. I don't, which is kind of, I can relate to that because my buddy Susan and I were uh, extremely overweight, so we went to Weight Watchers, and we went to Weight Watchers, and everybody in there was a lot fatter than we were. And I said to her, you know, these people are fat. (laughs) Let's go to Krispy Kreme. So we went to Krispy Kreme and ate donuts, okay? Right. So it's all relative.
1: Right interesting so how old were you when you lost your virginity
0: 22 and you know dan whitehurst local comic that travels with me a lot he goes let me see if i've got this right janet you were 22 and married when you lost your virginity and your husband was seven feet tall and i go yes he goes and how tall
1: are you you're like five two yeah yeah okay
0: at, but laying down, you're both the same height.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> Except you're kissing his belly button. <laughs> All the parts fit when
0: you're lying down, trust me. But, uh, yeah, I was 22, and Dan's always like, 22, lost your virginity, and he was 7 feet tall. Do you want to share anything more? And I go, no, Dan, I'm through talking with you. It's over.
1: So you waited for a marriage.
0: Yeah. But you got to understand, Lana, I'm a whole lot older than the rest of the world. So that's what you did. Right. You know, that's just well, what you did. not
1: everyone, but yeah.
0: Yeah, but well, I mean, it was rare, you know.
1: If Had there been a really great kind of birth control, probably would have been different for you all back then, huh?
0: No, we had the pill. So, you know, I grew up in a time that, that you had birth control. You had the pill. But, um, and I came from a liberal family. But it was just, you know, in my way of thinking, the way I was raised, you didn't sleep with anybody. Unless you were married. So you probably
1: couldn't wait to get married.
0: No. I was in no rush to get married. I was a very late bloomer. Me too, though. I was an extremely late bloomer. And it was like, well, what's all the big deal about? You you know what I mean? It just...
1: I waited a long time, too. I wasn't married, but I waited until about the same age. So, yeah. Yeah. Almost.
0: And I think a lot of it has to not, not do so much with age, but your level of maturity. I've always run around with people much younger than myself. You know, and I just sex wasn't a driving force for me.
1: So, so your husband, your first husband, was your first, mm-hmm. and then I guess did you marry everyone you ever slept with, or after you broke oh, up no. with him? <laughs> no, that's
0: way too many weddings.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and once you discover sex, and, um, it it opens up a whole a whole lot of doors for you. Was I a road whore? No. Um,
1: you mean when you go on the road as a comic? Is that what no? You mean, just or? a road
0: whore in general. Oh. You know whether I was working, you know, at the university, wherever I was working, you know, I was not a road whore.
1: Um, I like university the, campuses seem like a place where people have a lot of sex.
0: Yeah, university campuses are. But as a professor, you have to turn your grades in first before you fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> did you ever bang a student? No, never did. Um, but you know. Sex has just never been a driving force. I like the game you know I like where you you're playing and trying to interest each other, but not so much the end result
1: yeah.
0: and I never wanted children, never
1: right. Yeah. (laughs) Never. (laughs) You know, I believe you. Never. I get it. Never. Never. No, I know that.
0: Love your children. Right. Love other people, You can give them back. Right, and I can give them back. That's the most grown-up thing you'll ever do in your life. It's 24 hours a day, seven days a week.
1: Oh, yeah, it changes everything. It changes everything. It's a huge decision that gets thrust upon you when you go, holy shit, I'm pregnant. (laughs) Right,
0: and people are like, you know, you would have been such a good parent in short increments but that's not parenting it's you have to do it forever and i wouldn't have been a good parent
1: right so okay so then you broke up with your your first marriage that and then and then you went on to
0: yeah then i i went on to different adventures in my life and actually the second husband was uh the one that really got me into comedy i knew nothing about comedy had never been to a comedy club watched funny things on tv never had the desire to be a comic and I called my home club owner, and I said, I want to come down and do a show. Because what I wanted to do was just badger he and his family, you know. Not call them by name, but just talk about them like they were dogs.
1: So and you were already unhappy in that marriage.
0: Oh, yeah. And Well, we had, you know, we had divorced. And so then like two, two years later, I'm still thinking, good Lord, am I going to have to have therapy? And I thought, ah. Oh, I'll vent on a stage, okay? <laughs> right. And so that's how I got into comedy wow. because so much of my my show was about my marriage and my in laws and the family, extended family, and then now they're not even mentioned.
1: Right? I haven't ever heard you really talk now, about that.
0: It lasted for maybe maybe two years in my act in some shape, form, or fashion, but they're not even in it now.
1: Interesting, yeah.
0: And it's a, it's a you know it's cathartic. You know, it's it's working through and would be no different than counseling. Right. Yeah. Just,
1: yeah, it's a room full of people who listen, and you're not They'll paying listen, for yeah. them to listen to you grown. But um, interesting. All right, so any other um, crazy sex stories that you'd like to share with us?
0: You know, I can't think of really any other crazy sex stories. Um, you know, just having sex can be crazy. Um, And, I, you know, I... I think things are really so different now, you know, because when I was young and and on the run, you know, like young people today, you know, the girls have got the shorts that say juicy, mm-hmm. you know, sexy. If I if I'm dressing sexy, my pants would have to say dry, you know, <laughs> needs lube. <laughs> it's a whole different ball game. But um I've got friends that are, you know, my age and older. And they're very sexually active, or they're in a relationship or married to the same husband for 50 years and seem to have a really great sex life and just personal relationship with each other. I think that's really rare.
1: It's special, I think. Yeah,
0: it really is. And you're very fortunate when it happens.
1: Are you, you don't have any interest in dating currently at all? Not at all.
0: Yeah. I am driven with my career right now. And, um, Do you ever
1: use any of your toys that you keep in your bag? Hey, let me ch- I don't use any of <laughs> toys But just let me bag. explain, because Janet has some toys. She pulls out all kinds of toys at the end of her act, depending on the night that you see her. And uh, some of them are crazy. I know you've never used that butt plug, right? There's no, a huge butt, butt plug, plug in that bag. When we went to Korea together, I was dying when they searched your bag and I was standing next to you. <laughs> yeah,
0: randomly searched it. And they go, we'll take you. And Lana, you said... Uh, you're on your own you stepped over to one (laughs) side with her and and the little guy goes "Uh, what do you do for a living I said I'm a whore he goes welcome to Korea (laughs) (laughs) but you know I don't I don't use um I don't use any of those things but you if, if you'll remember when we were on our tour together you bought me a little item I did you sure did what did I buy you to carry it in my purse you called oh, like it like a pocket rocket or something little, yes, but it was not for your neck.
1: <laughs> was it for your actor or for you? <laughs> it was for me. A oh, I'm gift such a me. good friend. <laughs> you're an Did you ever friend. use it? <laughs> well, Londa, let is me just say, is it in your bag long enough to where you're like, I <laughs> might as <laughs> well try it.
0: No, I'll just say that it has used. Uh, it's gone through several batteries, and I thank you kindly. <laughs>
1: oh my gosh, that's awesome! Wow. And you'd even forgotten that you gave it I to me. Forgot all about it. That's uh-huh. hysterical. <laughs> I was like, take a hint, lady. <laughs>
0: Janet, you seem a little tense. Let me help you with that. Your, shows with you that shows you
1: we're really good friends. <laughs> <laughs> we
0: had a good time on that trip too. Oh,
1: we had a great time. I had That's a great time every time I'm with you. To Ralphie. Oh my God! We planned your wedding. We had so much fun. That's right. I started working on invitations. That's crazy. I love you, Janet. You're awesome. I love you, Lana. If there's anybody out there who uh, who hears this and is like Oh, that I I think that lady we could use some more cocktails. <laughs> Feel free to find Janet. Where where can we find you? Um, Janet at dot com. At the Ten, oh, Tramp. Tramp.
0: Tramp. And they can Say find me. I am sorry. They can find me at um, Facebook, Janet Williams, Chattanooga, Tennessee. Awesome. I accept all friends. <laughs> all of them. I, I, I ban nobody, and I never unfriend anybody.
1: Right. Why would you unfriend a right. person that you don't know online? Right. And I don't <laughs>
0: know. You know, I am smart enough to know that these are not. My friends, these are friends I meet at clubs Uh and they they think we're personal friends, but they are the best fans on the face of the earth.
1: Janet, thank you so much for sharing cocktails with us. Thank you. Not a
0: problem. And I love you, Lana. I love you. Thank you. Thank you.
2: Well, I hope you enjoyed that. I know I did. Here's where you could catch Ralphie and Lana this week on tour. They're both going to be in Nashville, Tennessee, at Zany's Comedy Club. That's Wednesday, the twenty-fourth, at seven thirty p.m. Ralphie's going to be at the Bijou Theater in Knoxville, Tennessee, Saturday night, the twenty-seventh, at seven p.m. Lana is going to be doing shows in Atlantic Beach, North Carolina, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night. Um, and you can get all that information on their websites and on Twitter. Make sure you follow them. In the meantime, as always, we bring you great music. Live from the Mercy Lounge in Nashville, Tennessee, it's Jeff the Brotherhood.
0: It's a going it pretty good for me i am enjoying the things that I bought It's a going pretty good for me oh, oh, oh. yeah, so I'm a cooler, it's coming tonight No so one off the deck, I'm on the time I get this night to see my friends It's a going pretty good, yeah
2: Facebook and Twitter and tell all your friends then. Well, you get the idea. Subscribe. Visit our page on iTunes. Leave us comments and a high rating. Check out our website at perfect10pod.com. We'll see you next week. Suckers.